3: You ready to check your feelings at the door?
2: Check it out. Check it out.
3: This is Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? We're bringing you facts
4: and only the truth now. Am I Reister or Am I Wrong?
5: Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? Guess who's back? Back again. Ralph is back. Tell a friend. Um, So, actually, but, but. before that dude so Papa Coop who he told me he was like yo George you introduce Ralph every single show why don't you introduce yourself and I was like that's a good point I am George Reister (laughs) hence why it's called Reister or wrong but uh yeah that's me former NFL veteran um host a show on the
4: what former NFL veteran? You stopped being an NFL veteran?
5: Oh yeah, true, true, true. Uh, yeah, former current NFL. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
5: um, yeah. So, Ralph, you have moved from Arizona to North Carolina, and you guys, if you guys have not seen his his Instagram feed, go follow it. He has moved into the money pit. So he bought a house basically, not, not sight unseen because you did see it, but now like you have found out that there's every single thing going on with this house. Can can you give the people an update?
4: Yeah, so we uh, we basically bought a house online. Um, we had come out here and we had looked around at the neighborhood, decided we liked the neighborhood um but with the way the market is like you got to act quick so we couldn't fly out every single time we saw a house we liked um and so we had our realtor do a walkthrough with us on facetime we have a friend who lives out here who came by and we made an offer on this place we got it and then just all sorts of hijinks has ensued since they accepted the offer but the most recent one was that they had to be out on april 1st and uh and because i was driving out here so you and i did our last show toward the end of March. And then I hopped in my car with my three boys and left my daughter and wife behind and was all set to drive to Charlotte, North Carolina. And we had to close by mail because they, they weren't ready in time. And the letter that was overnighted for us to sign so we could get on the road was supposed to come at 10 a.m. It didn't come till like 3. So we, we got on the road five hours late took us six days to get here. And by the time we got here, I got here just in time for the walkthrough. And when I got here, all their stuff was still in the house. Like they left a probably good 30% of the things they owned here. And I had to weigh the cost of like, okay, I'm either going to need to get a hotel for a couple more days, completely delay closing so that they can come back from wherever they went to in the last three days, collect all their stuff and get out of here. And I just got to hope they don't do more damage in the process or that they don't change their mind or something like that. Or I can say to myself, all right, I got to be the one to throw away all of their things. And then that'll just be a wash of a cost with, uh, with, you know, what it would have taken to, to grab a hotel for a few more nights. So we slept on so, the floor out here for.
5: So this question is, did they leave anything of value? That,
4: uh, no. <laughs> did you keep any of the 30%? Okay, so they left a few, they left like 40 tomato cages, only three of which were not broken in some way. So I'm keeping those for sure. Um, they left uh, the the table, the dining room table that I'm doing this from right now, they left a whole ass dining room table and a hutch. They left uh, two garages full of just random broken stuff. They left a cement birdbath, which is almost impossible um to move they left a water tank which if it works i'm definitely keeping it it's like one of those 120 gallon um rain collecting tanks yeah yeah, yeah. um that i can use to garden but it's probably cracked at the bottom or something like that and if that's the case (laughs) um they left like three or four broken super heavy desks that i'm having a hard time uh, moving myself. They, they, I mean this place and this place was just trashed. They, uh, they have a hookup for city water that they shut off so that they could save money. And they've just been using the well water the whole time that they lived here. Well, the well water has lead in it. So they were drinking and bathing in lead to save money for the last several years. And so we're having to get that shut off. We have to drain the pool so that we're not swimming in, in lead water. We had to replace two toilets this morning because they didn't have a filter on the well. So the well is just pumping like leaves and rocks and stuff into the house. So the toilets were all full of like dirt and sediment. I found so out this did, morning, so Did they
5: break the house on the way out or was it just like this?
4: I think here. here's what I heard from a neighbor. They were, um, they were renters and, and it was their goal to someday buy this house. So, they lived here for a couple of years and they treated it like they were renting. And then they saved up enough money. They bought the house in 2018. And then I think they just, it was kind of beyond repair. They didn't really act like owners after that. And then when the market went crazy, they took that opportunity to, to, to come up off this. And they really did. They, they really did. I can't, I can't be mad at them. I'm, I'm, I'm actually like, I'm I'm rooting for them because they, you know, they went from renters to owners to doubling their money. And good for them. But I'm so, cleaning up their mess for sure.
5: Yes. So you're left holding the bag. And so you are the bag man right now. But aside from that, are you liking the the right coast instead of the left coast?
4: It's for sure interesting. I, there's a lot of stuff that I like about it a lot. The neighborhood that we're in is really cool. We got a 70-something-year-old widow to my right. We got a 70-something-year-old widow to my left. They both own an acre of land. They both built their houses here in 1973. Um, we we met a couple of our other neighbors. They're like the original owners. Uh, there's some kids running around. We got an acre of grass. Um, we, we got a pool that as soon as it's not poisonous will be a lot of fun too. <laughs>
5: dude how the hell do to you, you know your neighbors already big be- because i've been living in my house for six years dude i promise you i don't know more than okay one of the families right down the street i know them because devin played devin and their daughter played high school tennis on the same team so i know these people have their phone number all the all of that um names eh, sketchy sometimes um and, but the and the people across the street I know them really well I just forgot their names right because they their kid comes over he'll play basketball with my kids all that stuff I just forget their names I met the neighbors right next door to me I don't know their names but I know that they ab- adopted a black kid from uh Houston right who was an infant and then and then I know the people next to that guy but I forgot his name too so
4: yeah so okay. those are my so they got a former infant. That's what you're saying, former yeah. infant. <laughs> so, uh, well, our dog got out and ran all around the neighborhood. So we had no choice but to meet several of the uh, several of the neighbors. So that was helpful. But also, I mean, these people out here, they're very friendly to the point of. Maybe if you're not used to it or you're from where I'm from, like in Arizona, the most you see of your neighbors is you see the back of their shoes as the garage door automatically shuts behind them as they're walking inside. And so, um, you know, maybe it's just the fact that everybody out here is just out doing yard work constantly. So you kind of have to be cordial and wave. Um, Hey, Hey Carl, how are you? Yeah. And a lot of people take walks and stuff and it's beautiful weather. Like spring starts out here. Um, in early April, plus this last week, today's the first day that kids in Charlotte are all back in school. So, you had the kids all out and about on spring break playing around. So, it was just a confluence of things. And then I'm sure that they saw us carrying out all the other people's stuff. There was one cool thing, though. Um, I did talk to one of our neighbors, and they said uh, there was a thank you, Jesus sign that was in the yard. Uh, and they asked me if I saw it. And I said, well, yeah, I saw it. I, my whole thing was. I didn't want all the neighbors to think the first thing I did after moving in was take down the thank you, Jesus sign. <laughs> it was like a, we
5: got some heathens who moved in next to us
4: in the Bible right. Boat. So, <laughs> so you're gonna, I waited two days and then in the middle of the night, I snuck out of my own house <laughs> and I took down this thank you, Jesus sign. That was out in the in in the yard. And it's a good oh, like you hate Jesus, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because it was it's honestly it was like an old weather worn, it was just like metal stakes with like a styrofoam thank you, Jesus sign. So oh, I mean no. and, and uh
5: that's not Ralph right. Amsden.
4: So that's not Amsden level craftsmanship. Exactly. Right. Right. So, so it it wasn't, I felt so weird about it, but then, so I was talking to the neighbor and they said, you know, that sign has been out in front of their house two times. And I was like, oh yeah. And they said, yeah. When they finally went from being renters to owners, they had never owned a house before. They put that sign out for like a month. And then when we bought their house. Oh my God. They were like, thank you, Jesus. They took this from us Oh, That's what I was wondering what the finish to the sentence was. Thank, thank you, Jesus. We don't have to be the ones to buy a new uh, uh, washing machine or dishwasher because we found out this morning that that doesn't work. Thank you, Jesus, that we don't have to pay to cap off the well because we. I found out on the phone with you as we were preparing for the show that you can't even cap off our well. It doesn't have the valve to shut it off. So we're having to pay a plumber to come. So I think the thank you, Jesus was like, thank you so much that we don't have to fix this place. And also that we uh, have a couple hundred thousand more dollars than we did a couple years ago. But at the end of the day, I'm happy for them. They came up and that's, that's, that's the American dream, right? Okay. (laughs) Somebody's got to be the sucker.
5: That's nice that you can feel, feel good for them. Um, I would not be feeling so great for them. Um, So now you guys, uh, so UCF, University of Central Florida won a major branding battle in recruiting by replacing the players' names during their spring game with during replacing the players' last names with their Instagram or Twitter handles and then Florida State responded with a branding video the brave shortstop Dansby Bra- uh, Dansby Swanson, Swanson. Jesus Dansby Swanson does the right thing. Calling out fans who threw trash on the field after a controversial safe call of Alec Bohm at home, Matt Gates is trying to turn his infamy into publicity. And according to Police Chief of Brooklyn Center Dante Wright, was shot by mistake. The officer really meant to draw his taser. All right, and that left me with questions, and of course, canceler consequence and the best of social media. You guys can get a hold of us. I'm mad. I am at unafraidshow.com. You guys make sure you subscribe, tell a friend about the podcast and you can hit us up 818-293-7547. That's 818-293-7547. Um, so Ralph, I guess we'll start with the with the uh, UCF talk. So UCF they put up there a tweet where they said the future of college football is here. And they had replaced the players' names on their teams, their last names, with their Twitter handles or Instagram handles on the back. And this is kind of, in the state of Florida, regardless of whether the Senate actually ends up doing anything as it relates to name, image, and likeness before then or not, the uh, Florida's name, image, and likeness laws go into effect on July 1st. So players that go to school in the state of Florida will be able to make money off their name, image and likeness imminently. So was this a good move? Cause I thought that they won the branding and recruiting element of this because UCF is putting big names on their schedule. They got, you know, Brian Harson from Boise state. They're going to be coached. Well, Oh no, no, no. Brian, Brian Harson is, is at Auburn. They got, uh, who did uh, they just get? Who did you you see to Oh Gus Malzahn.
4: Gus you just you just Yeah, interviewed I know him. I
5: just interviewed him. <laughs> so so yeah. So what was your take on do you think that this was a good move for them?
4: Putting the Twitter handles on the back of the jerseys is like long overdue. I remember what was it like six, seven years ago, the NCAA ruled that you couldn't put the team Twitter handle on the football field? Yeah. Do you remember this? Yeah. Like it it was, it was one of the more regressive things that the NCAA came out and did. It didn't make any sense to me of why you wouldn't be able to promote your own program on your your own own programs field. field. Yeah. And I think that like not seeing teams that have like video boards and things like that, not seeing players twitter handles up on the video boards after they make a big play so that people who are in the stadium and multitasking on their phones at the at the time can like reach out and follow or tag some of the the players you know plenty of fans are already tagging players during the game well there are going to be some unintended consequences to this too yeah yeah, but no, I, I haven't seen any of that really happening of because they could have been really promoting their kids' social channels all along, um, and and I just haven't seen very much of that. So, whereas this looks like a really good idea and it's super forward-thinking, it's also incredibly late. You yeah. know, it's, it's very, very late to the game.
5: See, okay, so I talked to two prominent college football coaches about this. I sent this to them in the DMs. And they said, listen, I would just prefer the last names on there, but I get it. Right. They, so, so that was the thing is I would prefer, but I get it. And my state, and that led me to believe that they may be doing this as well, even though that they have some other preference, which I don't mind because for me, I would rather the last names be on the back of the Jersey, but. I do think that when you put up video boards, all of that stuff, that the social media should be put up there. The unintended consequences is that with promoting them, you're also giving fans kind of encouraging the engagement, which is going to lead some to some inevitable negative engagement as well. So I do think that you For have sure. to weigh that possibility as well. Because if a player drops a ball, oh, oh, at... At Ralph Amst, you suck? I hope you kill yourself, Ralph. I'm gonna kill you. Like, all, I mean, like these are real things as we saw in the NCAA tournament with the kid who played in at o, at Ohio State, getting death For threats sure. and all Like, so these things are going to happen. So I do think that you have to weigh that a, as well. So I believe that it should have the option, right? That they should have the option whether they want to put it on there, or how they, or even if they want their Twitter handle or Instagram handle put up on there, because that's going to bring more scrutiny for everything that they post as well. I mean, like even though people are looking, the the, the look is going to be deeper.
4: Yes. Yeah. No. It's it's definitely like you you do kind of put your players at risk a little bit. Like, if you're going to go and put everybody's Twitter handle on the back of their jersey, you should at least have someone in-house who is making sure that they don't have anything crazy um, in their their Twitter history. Because I can tell you right now that a lot of these colleges say that they monitor kids' social media in order to justify whether or not they're going to offer them. But it does not happen at the level that they tell you that it happens on – (laughs) what's the best way to put this? They are more dependent upon the obedience that comes from fear than they are actually wanting to uphold these standards of the kids. Because if you uphold these standards, you're going to lose out on some recruits, right? Like a, a, a lot of people post a lot of stuff on social media that can be interpreted a certain way or is untoward or whatever. So what they hope is that all these warning shots keep kids from doing anything that would embarrass the school in the future. They're more worried about themselves and the risk they're taking on a kid in the future than they are about the actual well-being and welfare of the the kids that they're dealing with. So the programs that actually care about these kids and the way that they're branded, you're going to see it in the way that they go about some of this stuff. If I worked for a major college football program, I would be I mean, th- this would be my absolute life. And you you know, I dug up one of your old tweets the other day just for fun. Yeah. Of your, your twenty you, you just said uh, happy birthday again, by the way, but you just celebrated your, your 40th birthday and I, I fired off a tweet of, of uh your like 29th birthday <laughs> just to just to make you laugh. I pulled up one of your old birthday tweets, and so like I'd be on this every single day, letting the kids know, like, hey this thing that you said when you were 14 could possibly be misinterpreted. Let's wipe everything before six months ago. And then here's a class training you on how to actually well, go about marketing yourself. Well,
5: the, it, isn't there some, I mean, th- this is what Mark Cuban has been talking about for a while. Like, so all of his tweets with it with one of the companies that he's invested in that d- deletes every three months. I, I, and I do think so. Me as an opinionist, I feel like I should stand by the things that I have to say. And I don't mind stuff being up, but I've literally considered doing this, like wiping everything older than three months and then just keeping it on a loop. Because what is the point in like because I there is some stuff that I want, but I have it all on video and all that stuff anyway. So I don't necessarily need it. I can recall it if I want it. But I'm wondering if I should delete those tweets i mean my mind you there's nothing on there that i'm ashamed of that i feel like that could get me fired or or even uh any cancel or consequence situations so i wonder because i've actually gone through them like i've gone through and done the advanced search for certain terms and i'm like i know i didn't say it but
4: let me make sure let me let me see if live while we're doing this, if I could pull up a tweet that I think you should delete. Okay. Because
5: you know I I got a whole list of... uh... Okay, so while Ralph Ralph is looking for that, I'll play the video of Florida State's response, essentially, to uh, UCF and their name, image, and likeness. So they have created a program called uh, Apex, which is Educate, Empower, and Elevate about branding for... Uh, Florida State students, student athletes. Here in the capital city,
1: we've seen it before.
5: Primetime beginnings,
0: playing the lot, getting paid. He's the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. trip so clean, we brought it back. Blowing up the ground, name after name. Bright lights
5: on every stage ice and banners and hardware for days, feathers and flames, oohs and eyes, and that sound ain't nothing like it.
6: Now, oh man, it's about to get good. We'll be signing the state's law. These athletes are going to be able to get paid for their name, image and likeness. The game is changing.
1: will be the first. So we are too. Athletes in Florida will be able to make money. We've been to the top, and it's your turn The biggest individual brand to bring home the net and so much more. This is going to change college sports forever.
5: So, what do you think about the video?
4: Ah, uh, I mean, they're um, they're hyping up what is is uh, actually like a kind of really boring behind the scenes. Uh, thing that you do to get your 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 players recognized a lot of that is just a uh, pr which is crazy because a lot of these schools are really adept in this when it comes to at least dealing with the local media because your sports information department yep. is in control of so much of that stuff so technically the sports information department needs to just expand to treating the general public kind of like the way that they treat um the local media And to be very frank, a lot of this is already happening as you see plenty of athletic departments all over the country actually hiring a lot of the journalists that covered those programs to work in PR roles. And so I think that a lot of colleges are actually pretty uniquely positioned to do a really good job of – of this but that that hype video is um that's part of it right it's necessary but it kind of makes it seem like it's this big like glamorous thing when the truth of the matter is you know especially like the blvd studio stuff that usc is doing right now a lot of that takes place in a back room air-conditioned closet editing bay you know yeah so
5: i i thought that 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 it was a good move for for them that they want to show that they are being proactive about these things, I thought it over glamorized what it's actually going to be. Because, I, I, cause I, you know, it's like a sensationaliz- sensationalization of reality. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think True. yeah. The, because they put up Dion and him and, you know, all of that and gold chains. And, all, and you're just like, bro, that's not going to be the answer. Like, that's not going to be the answer. they like, you're going to make some bucks. You know what I mean? But you're probably going to spend a lot of those bucks, too.
4: Yeah. All right. So it's been two minutes and uh, I'm going to send you a tweet of yours and you tell me if this is a tweet that that should probably be deleted. You don't have to reveal what it is or anything.
5: Okay. Okay. Send it, send it to me. I'll...
4: Just send it your way. Oh Lord. This, this is. <laughs> tell, tell people how old the tweet I found is.
5: Uh Oh, Okay, this is from January seventeenth, two thousand and ten, right? And here is what the tweet says: I have, no, I have no, I do, I. He's lucky. I'm like this. Brought rage back up in in my head, right? <laughs> so a former team, a former teammate of mine, has been spreading lies about me, alleging that I'm gay. I'm deciding whether to blast his business or take the high road.
4: And yeah, no, I meant that. I meant that shit. I know. I I know. But it's one of those things that like 11 years later, if someone's just going through your tweets that that they're like, what, what is this? And then all of a sudden you're having to talk about a thing that you maybe haven't thought about for like eight or nine years. Oh no! I always advocate that people like definitely
5: I've definitely (laughs) thought about this.
4: So, but this is why I always advocate to people like, yeah, it might be a good idea to just go back and clean stuff up just because there's stuff out there that at the time was important to you that you wanted to talk about right then in the moment that in the future will create nothing but a situation like this where you have to <laughs> dredge up something and explain a whole story.
5: Okay, so, so I, I'll tell the story. I have no problem telling telling the first okay. story. Okay. So, um, there was this guy who was a teammate of mine. Who and if anybody who I used to play with, they'll probably be able to figure this out pretty, pretty easily. Right. So there was a teammate of mine who used to be over at my house all the time. Right. All the time. And I basically I met him when he was first in in high school. So he's younger than me. Right. (laughs) So and my girlfriend at the time used to date. uh, Sorry, his her sister used to date this guy for a little hot second. Right. When they were both in high school. So further, like, so it's obvious to, to, to some people who this is going to be. So this player would be over at my house, right? And this dude, I, I could write a damn TV series just about interactions with, with him. So he was back in California. We're supposed to be super tight, right? He's back in California. I'm in Florida. I get a text or a call at like 2 three, four in the morning. And it's this dude that says, uh, Hey, I'm magic, right? Uh, blankie blank said you owe him money. Oh, owe him $5,000. And, but he said he wants you to give it to me. Right. Okay. And mind you. So now let's go back a few months prior, Right. I'm in a club in LA. There's this promoter, right? And uh, I go in. He was like, "Yo, man, I want you to meet my peeps." Blah blah blah. It'll be good for you to meet meet them out uh, out here. Blah blah. And mind you, I knew like I grew up with knew a lot of people who were involved in some illegal activities, all this stuff. But that's what wasn't really the circle I ran in, right? So I so I go and he introduced me to the to this dude. And excuse the language, just so you guys can understand what what I happened. He goes, "Yo, um, I don't even know how to say this dude's name, but uh, no, I'm not." Uh, he was like, "Yo, I'm blank. I'm the nigga that robbed Kevin Garnett, right?" <laughs> and <laughs> that's the way he introduced That's the way he introduced himself to me. And he was like, "Yo, uh, yo, if you need protection out out here in these streets, just you you can pay me." I'll make sure that you're good. You can call me. We'll come with with the choppers anywhere and come make sure that you're good. Lay anybody down you need. Right. And I'm like, nah, bro. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Right. So I, so I skate out of there. I'm like, I don't trust this fool. I know exactly who this dude is. Like his name rings bells in the streets. Like, (laughs) like, and I remember the Kevin Garnett robbery, other people like little, uh, I remember baby and Lil Wayne came out there. They got This is this dude, right? It doesn't matter yeah. how much security that you have, if they pull up on you with AKs, what what are you what are you gonna do? Right. So so anyways, um so, anyways, this dude, so 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 fast forward now. I get that text with that dude's name, right? And yes. then so I'm like. I'm waiting on a text from the my teammate, right? Because if this happens, like, you would think that he would hit me, right? No, this right. sucker says nothing. So I call him the next day. I'm like, hey, yo, what's up? Hey, how you doing, man? Blah, 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 blah. He's like, yeah, man, I'm just chilling out here in Cali, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. Hey, uh, what'd you do? Oh, man, I heard you were at the... Uh, whatever strip strip club they were at the night before he was like yeah I was like oh anything interesting happened there nah man just chilling I was like oh interesting because I got a text saying um that uh from a dude and I'm like he didn't have my phone number and he was like and and he was like oh how did how did he spell my name in the text I was like he spelled it wrong He was like, see, look, that ain't that ain't me. And I'm thinking, how did you know that he spelled my your name wrong in the text? Right. So I'm like, you're putting my (laughs) life in danger. Right. From this dude. And then you have the audacity not to say anything about it. And then you lie about it when I ask you about it. So we were done then. Right. I was like, F this dude forever. But then. But then stuff started, starts adding up too, right? So I'm in a relationship at the time. She's living with me in Florida and, and she used to, oh, and mind you, when she first moved down there, right, this is like 2006, uh, she found a, like, she goes like, like women do. She's like, I'm going to nest. I'm going to make this my own house and all this stuff too. Right. So she's cleaning stuff up, very clean person, all that stuff. She finds a porno, right, a DVD of DVD a porno. And and I was like, and she was like, oh, my God, you're watching so much porn. I was like, you found one DVD that clearly I had no idea where, where it was. Why would I be hiding it? I live here all by myself. You know what I mean?
4: <laughs> Digital video disc for the streaming generation. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and so she has the audacity To be like, like every time we used to get in an argument, she would be like, and you, and you're over here watching so much porn, right? And it never dawned on me, right? Because I had a laptop, I had a Mac laptop, but then I had a desktop in in, in my office, in my house. And so she would be in the office a lot of times using that computer. And so, but this dude would always be at at my house, like on the computer or in the back, but I never, it never dawned on me, right? And then one day she says to me, yo, uh, yo, and now you're watching gay porn. And I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, what are you? T- I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. So then you know how you start putting stuff together. And I'm, and I'm not saying that, I mean, cause I would imagine, cause I've been on a porn site before so that if you start clicking places, like you can get somewhere that you didn't mean to uh, go right. Pop-ups, all this stuff happens. So I'm not saying that, that that I'm not accusing or saying that that's what he was doing or anything. Because it could be pop-ups, anything, and she just searched the browser history, anything, right? So, but there was porn being watched on there that wasn't being watched by me. And so, and then she was like, and you got all these pictures of girls on the computer. And you're just leaving them all out. And I'm like, yo, I don't know what you're talking about, right? But then I remembered, uh, and then she was like, yo, and you keep moving the damn lotion in the damn office. What are you doing? And I'm, and, and then all, and all of this stuff starts coming full full circle, right? So, not too long prior to when she had ma- made that comment, because all this stuff's just rolling off from the back and then it all comes flooding back at one time. And then she, uh, we were, I used to have card games over at my house with some of my teammates. And she goes to go say, oh, wait. So, and then the dude was there, but he didn't play cards. He's in the office. And mind you, he used to be uh, up on the phone, caking on the phone. because His girlfriend lives somewhere else and all his rest of his booze lived other places, too. Right. And so <laughs> and so this dude, I remember I went back to the office to go grab something. Right. And the door was locked to my office. And he was like, oh, I'll be out in a minute. But it didn't, but I'm playing cards with my friends. So I'm thinking that he's in there cupcaking on the phone or something like, I don't know. And then it all like flooded back. And I'm just imagining, I'm like, this dude is sitting in my comfortable chair in my office. Good God. Like what has, the hell has been happening in my own home that I'm not recognizing? And then... Killing and so, your
4: lotion budget.
5: <laughs> and then so... And then to make it even worse, he's a thief, a bona fide documented thief on top of all this. Right. So. So (laughs) to make a long story short, we fell out. I'm not talking to this dude. I leave Jacksonville. Right. Uh, Me and my girlfriend, we broke up. This is so this is like 2008, 2009 time. And so he shows up at the house. He's known her for a long, long time. It's like, yo, I you, you know the truth of why me and George fell out was because um was because I couldn't take how he was treating you. Like this BS, right? <laughs> and so and but but prior to that, I had it gone wasn't,
4: to... George and I fell out because he ran out of lotion and <laughs> and I and I had
5: no more lotion left. Yeah, so and so I'm sitting there like, bro, like this is, this is so wild, dude. So, anyways, that that's what the tweet was about. Um, and see, look, I'm still taking the high road here because I didn't expose him.
4: <laughs> but, but all right, so you're standing by it. You would leave that one up. I got one more for you. Okay. I'm gonna send it and you you tell me if if, if not in any context whatsoever if you would want someone to read this and just the the nonsense that could come from somebody reading it okay so I'm send it to you right now <laughs> <laughs> See now you you don't even know what you're talking about. So <laughs> I those don't are the type even of know tweets what
5: tweets need to get. Hey, all right, all right. So I'll, I'll I'll read the tweet. See, this lets you know <laughs> about my my tweets. I said honestly, and and this was true at the time. This is two thousand. It's another tweet from two thousand ten. Honestly, it's weird for me to see a black woman with a quote unquote other guy. It's rare. I think he must be the business. Like, like I think that that dude must be dope. Right. That's what I'm thinking in my, in my mind, okay. like that dude, he must be, be dope. Right. And now both of my sisters okay. are dating white guys. So, and, ready.
4: and, and they must be dope. So it holds up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that's what I was like. Like people would take things, They'll take things out of context, and you won't even remember what the context is anymore. And so it's like, do you want to spend your time defending yourself on stuff that you might not even remember putting out there? This is what I do on a daily basis, and I recommend everybody does this. If you've been on Facebook for a long time, you probably posted more from 07 to 2012 than you post now. You know, most people kind of phased out into other aspects of social media. Some people are still on Facebook sharing 18 different memes every single day, clogging up your wall. But what I like to do every single day is I click on memories. Every day I click on memories and I look at the stuff that I was posted in 2006, 2007, 2008, and I usually delete it. So every day gives me the opportunity to delete three or four things that I wrote that that might that, never offensive, but they have no bearing in anything that I'm doing in life to this point. And I don't want anything out there that could potentially be misinterpreted. So that's just it's just like a constant maintenance and i think that that's what some of these programs need to be doing for these kids
5: well i just went to facebook right and i clicked memories yes and you know what my mind says no memories today there are no memories (laughs) to see or share today but we'll let you know when we
4: have some back going all the way back in the history of your social media you would never posted on this day in facebook history that's pretty wild correct
5: that and that's probably the majority of days
0: terms and conditions apply
2: live nation presents concert week now through may 14th get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows that's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 savage Alanis Morissette cage the elephant celeste barber Dirk bentley fade hootie and the blowfish Janet jackson kids Bop kids megan trainer fissile fluma sarah mclaughlin Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
1: The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner
4: You you ne- you've never been a Facebook guy.
5: No. No. Never. Um, I've I've been I've been Twitter Twitter strong loyal since oh <laughs> nine. Um, okay, so, okay. Uh so all right. So I guess we'll get back to what we actually came here to talk about. <laughs> um okay, so we talked about what happened with UCF. And now we can move on with what happened in the um in the Braves versus Phillies game yesterday that led uh, that led Braves player Dansby Swanson to criticize the fans, and he was rightfully so. So here's the play.
7: E.D. Gregorius gives them just that. Little pop-up. It's shallow, though. Ozuna gets under it, puts his momentum going forward, throw. We're going to get a play at the plate, and ruled safe. Darno, kind of stunned, looking around like, what just happened? What was that? Pitcher, Will Smith, says he was out, wasn't he? No way he touched the plate. Darno's looking around like, I don't don't know. They call it in to get some replay help. This guy just chomping his gum into the microphone, probably pissing off whoever's on the other end. And let's look at the replay. Here it is. Does he touch the plate? Hasn't touched it yet. Hasn't touched it yet. Darno's knee slides his foot over. Did he touch it there a little bit? That's what a lot of Phillies fans are saying. Maybe the spike came down on it there. I don't think so. Here's another angle of it. All right. We we know he hasn't touched it yet from the other angle. Now he slides across the plate, and that toe is still up, and that toe is still up, and the toe comes down well past the plate. Here's a third angle.
5: Okay, so this is a controversial play, right? And that led Braves fans once they found out that he was saved to like throw cans and beer and all sorts of stupid stuff on the, on the field. And it led to Dansby Swanson saying this about the fans.
6: There's, there's few things that like bother me. um, In this game, you know, I, I feel like I'm a pretty happy go lucky person. Um, You know, I, love the good Lord and try and do my best every day. But what happened after that, um, you know, I love, I love the city. I love our fans. Um, they're passionate, they care, but what happened after, uh, they announced that call is like, that's the most embarrassing part of the whole night. Um, not the call, but just the reaction and, and the throwing, uh, the throwing of things on the field. Um, because number one, uh, disrespectful to the people that put in so much work to have the field ready for us every day to make sure it's in the best shape possible. Uh, number two, uh, endangering players. Uh, it's, it's, that's incredibly disrespectful. Um, it, it's, it's an embarrassing representation of our city. Because
5: um, I... So I thought he was right to blast the fans. First of all, it's baseball. You got a hundred plus games. One game is not going to keep you out of the playoffs. This is the, it's not that big of a deal. This wasn't the world series. This wasn't a playoff game. That's what like, like freaking chill. First thing, it doesn't look like he touched the plate, but it, his back spiked. there's dust flying up. The umpires got a bad angle. Like what the hell do you, do you expect like you, you uh, don't want robots calling the uh, game. You don't. I mean, like replay has actually been more detrimental, I think, to the game than than it was just you just allowing the human errors. Ralph, replay hasn't made anything better at all. Like the idea that we're just gonna let let's try to get down to the minutia of everything. Like let's break it down to the molecule. Uh, it hasn't. Like there are no less amount of controversial calls than we had a year than we had five years ago, 10 years ago. Like it was supposed to quote unquote, get all the calls, right. But in reality, it hasn't like done that. It hasn't gotten all the calls, right. It's actually only given us more things to argue about like, Oh, is there a blade of grass right there? Oh, I don't see it. I don't see a blade of grass. I do. Oh, was it? Did the back heel of his spike touch? Did it not? And it's like, bro, like, like, let's let common sense prevail in basketball. You used to hit the ball out of the defender's hand, out of the offensive player's hands. And it was the offensive ball. You knocked it out. But now it's, oh, did it, did it, did it hit a fingernail? Did it brush a jersey? I mean, like, it's different if it hits a leg or something. But now you knocked it out. But if it's, if my hand was on it last, even though you are the impetus for it knocking out, it's, it's crazy to, it's craziness to me.
4: Right. So referees have long been the zeros on the roulette wheel, right? You got the, what, the two in 38 chance or whatever of them getting something wrong. So, you know, it's either going to go one way or the other, or the ref's going to screw it up. We grew up understanding that that's how things work. And then there is a well intentioned push to say maybe replay will help us get some more of these calls right. And, And, I don't want to ignore the fact that it does actually happen on occasion that you get a foul ball that should be a home run that gets reversed. And I think stuff like that is important. But at the end of the day, you know, it's not it's not enough. I I think the human element we all grew up understanding is part of the game. And the more that gets overturned by replay, the more it just goes to undercut just how poor of a system that human judgment is. And then the more that you send to a replay judge, the more that you understand that you didn't actually remove the human element from it. You just gave them a second opportunity to mess up. And so I, especially when it comes to baseball, I'm for getting rid of replay altogether or getting rid of the umpires altogether and we have the technology at this point to probably be able to make sure that every ball's a ball, every strike's a strike, every fair ball's a fair ball, every foul ball's a foul ball. We probably have the ability um, with the current technology the way it is to completely eliminate the need for umpires altogether. I would be for getting rid of replay or getting rid of umpires. I don't like this halfway thing. And I also don't like how it creates this issue where we're blaming the, uh, the issues of replay and the human element for the behavior of the fans in Atlanta, which is why I love what Dansby Swanson did so much because he's a young player and he asserted himself for his city saying that this is This is the tone that we need to set. And I love the way that he put himself out there. And if anybody's complaining about it, then they'd probably be the one throwing trash over the heads of kids at players onto the field that minimum wage workers, part-time workers have to clean up. they're dumbasses, right so my whole thing is you see plenty of football players out there quarterbacks especially if it's a home game and there's two minutes left and you're driving and you need a first down you need the crowd to quiet down because they're not they don't possess the same situational awareness as you do so you do the reverse angels in the outfield thing you calm the crowd down how is that any different than what Dansby Swanson did you know in 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 trying to take a leadership position in his city and let people know what the expectations of the fans are um, in the stands. I know that there's some people that are Braves fans right now that none of them ever like to lose to Philadelphia in anything for any reason. But that's no excuse to act out like that. And I know that some of them are butthurtin' in their feelings right now about you know getting called out by especially one of the youngest players on the team but that—that's just the way the way it goes. You have somebody who's in a position of leadership like that. They took advantage of it. I loved it. I'm a fan of his. I was a fan of his when the Diamondbacks drafted him, let him go for a, almost next to nothing. And I'm a fan of what he what he did today. I'm going like, to be a fan of his if he shows the type of leadership that he showed uh, yesterday and continues to set the tone like this.
5: Yep. I, yeah, I I think that he did the right thing that if you don't say something about it, then you are actually encouraging this type of behavior and that's never good at all. Um, the next thing up is your boy, uh, Matt Gates. (laughs) 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 He is, uh, so he's been, he's under investigation for, what sexual for like having sex with a minor i mean my my mind you he's a us re- representative for florida's first congressional district and uh he's got shout support. out
4: to our northwest florida listeners
5: yeah so he and this is a guy who has been um Oh, uh, like that when he's had support from like Jim Jordan, Marjorie Taylor Green, Alan Dershowitz, Glenn Greenwald. Uh, how would you feel if those were the people that came out to support you on 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 any stance or, or anything?
4: It depends on what your mindset is. I think um, for somebody like him, it's if you say my name, I'm winning. And it's really, really hard to battle those people in anything because you can't lose, right? And even in scandal, if you're being talked about, they can't lose because they just need to know that they are on the tip of people's tongues and in the back of people's minds at all times. That is 100% their goal. It's not representing their constituents. It's not being a decent human being. It's not a heart of service. It's not a patriot mindset. It's just do you know my name? Are you talking about me today? Yep. And, uh, and, and I think that, uh, as far as that goes, he, he, he does a pretty good job.
5: Exactly. So, but, but the other thing though is, is that people in general, even if they agree with you, they won't condone like child, uh, you know, like, Minor sex and all of that stuff, like that's usually a line of demarcation where people say, "Ah, you know, I'm out on that, bro."
4: Like, I, like, I'm, I'm with you've you. Have never met a Utah Jazz fan. <laughs> oh, bro. you've never met any, Hey you've, dude. And you've that, never met any Utah Jazz fan. Well, see, that's shop different. At like when, that's, car dealership.
5: Yeah, see, that's different with those people who are, you know, who b- believe in marrying children and, you know, having. 18
4: wild oh no, no no don't don't put that on them that's a, I, I don't think it's the it's the uh the colorado city folk who are buying up all the jazz jerseys i think it's I, I think it i think we're all lobbyists for our own self-interest and so even me being a a huge phoenix suns fan it's sometimes it's tough not to overlook kevin johnson and his past and some of the stuff that he was um Involved in it's not it's it, I think it goes for you just want the people that you, you you want to believe the best in the people that you support, and that and that bring you um joy. So I think that there, there is definitely uh, some sports fanaticism bleed over when we talk about like left side, right side. Yeah. Um And so I, yeah, I, I, I don't think I don't think I agree with you in that I think there's a lot of people that will give him the benefit of the doubt simply because of the R at the end of the name.
5: Right. So if, if he's guilty, his ass should be in jail like that. I don't care, but it's just interesting that he permanently sewed his lips to Trump's ass. And now Trump wouldn't even take a meeting with him. Like, bro, that's that lets you know that you chose up wrong. Right. Right, when 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 you are like, Yo, I support this dude no matter what, and now they're like, New number, who it is? We we don't we'll don't, we don't know you, fam.
4: Right. Well he's saying even that's not true. So I don't know. Just, I just don't believe him. It feels like he maybe leaps well, that's just it. It feels like maybe he leaks some of these stories to then be able to say, "Hey, you guys actually got it wrong." I don't know, but that he—he's loving being talked about. That's all I know is he is loving this, and you know, that's a, that's oh, a the broken way he brain can thing. Cry, if you're—if you're, if you're the
5: way in. He can cry being a victim, um, yes.
4: Yes, that the, the the mainstream media is trying to take him down or whatever. I, Innocent until proven guilty, and he's not even charged yet. But I will say that if you just follow the situation on social media, he seems to be enjoying being the main character, regardless of the content of why he's the main character. And that's concerning. That's some sociopath behavior.
5: Yep. Dude, he is an absolute mess, dude. He's, he's an absolute mess. And so we will see what comes out of this because – I'm a person that believes that there are consequences to your actions, but your and but at the but ultimately at the end of the day, like consequences don't always show up the way that we think that they should. You know, what I mean, like people like there is karma, there is, you know, you know, there is an equal and opposite reaction to everything. It just the consequences don't always show up like we think that they should. Um, the next thing up is so we found out that the kid that there was a kid named uh, Dante Wright who got killed in Minneapolis. And uh, so he got pulled over for air fresheners like that. The that the police said they pulled him over because the air fresheners were incorrect in the window. And you're just like the air fresheners like this is why the dude got pulled over that like and, and people and he ended up. He got out of the car, apparently. And um, actually, I'll I'll, I'll let you tell the details of this because you read it to me earlier, Ralph.
4: Right. So Minnesota, 20-year-old, was on the phone with his mother. Um, She had, I guess, given him this car to drive around a couple of weeks before that and said, I got pulled over for air fresheners um, hanging in either the side or or rear window. on the phone with his, his mother and said, uh, you know, they also, they have questions about the insurance and she's like, well, you can put them on the phone. I can read them, you know, the insurance information and and, the, and his mother said that she heard the officer approach the, the door and, and tell him to step out. And, uh, and I guess that we found out he was under arrest, try to get back in the car and um it ended the way that it ended. I, I see that they just released body cam footage and, you know, this being in Minnesota with the, all of the, everything else that has gone on in Minnesota over the last five years is that's a, it's, it's a lot, man. I don't, I don't see this. Um, I don't see the response to this, even though they've had a lot of practice at this point, I don't see the response to this going well or bringing anybody any peace. I don't see, um, I see this as just being more of the same, if not the ultimate tipping point for people in the state of Minnesota and maybe even countrywide who, um, who believe similar to what you tweeted earlier today, which is that, you know, one person's mistake leads to a job reprimand and another person's mistake leads to a loss of life. And where is the, um, where's the justice in, in that? And I don't have an answer. Um, but I'm still learning details as, as you are. Um, I assume, but one of the things that has come out is that there was very possible, uh, um, very possibly a mistake as far as or this is the excuse that's been given um, that a, a female officer I believe drew a firearm instead of a taser yes. intended to draw a taser drew a firearm
5: and here is what the press conference sounded like
7: as I watch the video and listen to the officer's commands it is my belief that the officer had the intention to deploy their taser but instead shot Mr. Wright with a single bullet this appears to me, from what I viewed and the officer's reaction and distress immediately after, that this was an accidental discharge that resulted in the tragic death of Mr. Wright. I have asked the beast.
5: <clears throat> okay, so here's my thoughts on this is that, so the mayor said that this couldn't have come at a worse time, 100%. 100%. The other part about it is, okay, so like let's say it was accident, accidental, right? I haven't seen the body cam footage yet, but let's say it is, right? The issue with that is, like you just said, that the consequences are going to be minimal. Because granted, if you do something like that on 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 accident, I'm not I, I'm like should you go to jail for murder? Nah, because if you didn't do it on purpose, right? But I do think that there have to be consequences for actions because if you screw up at a job, you get fired. And I think that that's one of the biggest issues with that people have with the police and all of that is that I firmly believe that the majority of police officers are p- good people trying to do the right things. I also believe that there are gangs inside of police, which, which has been proven there have, there are people who are criminals with badges. There are people who just terrorize the community within, within that you can call them bad apples. You can call them whatever the hell you want to call them. But the issue is, is that they aren't eliminated from the police force because there's a code of silence, and there's also stuff like qualified immunity, the way they can't get fired, like the police union, they defend them to the to the hilt, and it's like it makes it impossible for the good officers to do their job properly because people are so mad at the police, at the, at the criminals with, with, with badges. And I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that until you can actually clean up the police force, that you're going to continue to have this problem?
4: I guess, man, I guess we're we're talking about, and, and, you know, I don't, I don't want to take it down this road, but you know, there are no good options at this point. You know, we, we, we continue to bring up the subject of uh, good people, right. Good well-intentioned people, good salt of the earth, uh, want to work, work their nine to five, go home, raise their kids. And, and the people that I mostly hear this from are n- not even people who subscribe to the idea theologically that good people exist, right? M- yeah. Most people that we're hearing a defense, um, this is going to get deep in the weeds, but bear with me here. Most people that say something like that, that most of these people are good people also subscribe to some level of theology of total depravity, that there are no actual good people, but only by the grace of God, do we go, that we are completely susceptible to falling short in everything and all we do. Right. Yeah. But all of a sudden when that plays itself out in the result and the result ends up being, um, a fatality um, at the, at the hands of law enforcement, then all of a sudden good people exist. Yeah. You know, that, that you, you you got people on Sunday saying, but for the grace of God, I go. And then on Monday when there's a fatality at the hands of police, um, no, these are good people. Right. Like, and that's just, and, and to, to not come from the mindset of like, hey, this is a broken, fallen place that consistently needs not just rework, but like reinvention that, that, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm struggling every single time something like this happens. I struggle with something different. And the one thing that I'm just thinking about right now is there are a lot of people in my life who I would never, ever hear say that anybody is a good person because of the theology they ascribe to. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, but when this happens, it's like, well, let's not, let's not group them all in together.
5: Yeah. Um, it's it's the idea that police are infallible that because they do a tough job, that that there's an expectation that they are always telling the truth. I mean, like this is like the believe all women stuff. No, believe all women enough to investigate it. Believe police officers enough to investigate. But the, difference,
4: but the difference is is that when you were a kindergartner, there wasn't a female assault victim brought into your kindergarten classroom while well, the teacher pointed at them and said, hero. Right? That's yeah, how it was well, with police, yeah. especially for people who are millennials, millennials and Gen X. It was police, fireman, you know, it, uh, first responder. You know the block that I, the block that I moved from in Arizona had an orange lives matter flag, which is uh, which is border patrol. Had a red lives matter flag, which is uh, um, uh, fire and emergency services. They had a blue lives matter flag. that a green lives matter flag, which I think is like park services or smoke jumpers or something. Like we we were we were kind of indoctrinated with that stuff from from a really early age. And then you then you get to the point where you're in high school and that kid that didn't get along with anybody. Um, is all of a sudden at 19 years old on the police force <laughs> or the kid that the, the kid that i didn't get along with all through uh, all through high school you know when he was 22 23 years old uh ramped his car into uh into a green belt his police cruiser not his car ramped his police cruiser into a green belt after a night of working on the job so like <laughs> you get to the point where you realize like oh these are not just like the best of the best blanket heroes some of these are the people in high school that couldn't even put one foot in front of the other and wanted and craved some type of uh authority and and i always feel for the, the because the actual police departments have to turn around and find a way to deal with that in, internally so you, you know that that's a headache for them and then they have to close ranks um and defend people that you know that they don't always want to be defending and that they know deep down are making their lives 10 times harder than they need to be but if they're not going to protect each other who is how are they going to recruit new people how are they going to get people in so the whole system from top to bottom just needs like a complete revamping and i'm not a defund the police guy i'm not a but like there just has to be a societal understanding that that the idea, the idea can't be that everybody's a hero all the time. You have to judge people based on their merits. You have to judge people based on their actions. You can't assume the worst in a perp and assume the, the best in in the police. Every situation takes judiciousness. Um, and you already have people in your mentions, George, saying that this was justified for, for, for one reason or another, while the yeah. woman's own boss is saying, like, no, it was a big oopsie.
5: Yeah, and that's the thing I said, is that before people get to blaming Dwayne Wright for his own death, like I'm sorry, Dante Wright for his own death, I have a serious question for them. Uh, Why are citizens tasked with behaving perfectly in a high stress and frightening situation when they are unarmed, but then law enforcement gets to be scared and make mistakes? And I don't have the answer to, 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 to why that is, but that's a, that's the first question I think that we need to address as a society is like, hold up, this is a very hard job, but why do you get a pass when you screw up and, and, and they tell people, yo, don't be complied, do exactly what they, what they say. You're like, I got guns drawn on me. I'm scared. But then they will say, no, I was scared in the situation, so I shot him. Well, how about the person who's not used to being being accosted or guns had drawn on them? How about if the regular citizen is scared and they don't react the way that you think they should? They are the people who should be, they aren't trained in de-escalation. Like so, we're, So the citizens are tasked with de-escalating it for the police when the police are supposed to be the de-escalators any issue for me. Right.
4: Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on an article right now on business insider that is detailing what like Apple is doing to, to help people be able to record these experiences and encounters more easily. And it's kind of frustrating that we're even at a point where t- the tech world is trying to come up with, with accountability solutions to where you can say, Siri, I'm getting pulled over and your phone will automatically start recording, um, on your behalf at that point, you know, and it's, it's incredibly frustrating that we're, that, that that's the kind of situation. Delete
5: it off your phone. All that. Listen, I am mad at it, dude. At least uh, th- listen, you got to try to figure out a solution. Um And that leads us to cancel or consequence. <laughs> this is the portion of the show where we talk about whether somebody should be, can't, well, either has been canceled, should be canceled, or whether they should receive consequences or did receive consequences for their actions. So this is a video of a lady who was in, what was this, Walgreens? And uh, she starts going off on some other customers for no a reason, apparent reason.
7: It's pull pull it that me. up,
2: pull that up, honey. Look at yeah, that ugly a, up, women. Some, the ugly. Want me to spit on you ugly oh, b****? Swear to you, if do that, b****. ugly b- 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 I'm Why do you, know. do you, stuff you, stuff you wear clothes like that? Why do you have clothes like that? God, you're ugly. No wonder people hate you. Israelis rule. I know. Israelis
0: rule.
2: Israelis rule, because you guys are ugly as no, no, no. Just no. Leave them alone. They're, humans. Humans. The police, no, they're
7: not Okay. No, they are. They're
5: they're ones. Ones. So the police end up getting called. and that was then,
4: the absolute worst My Pillow commercial ever made. <laughs> so after the police gets called, here's what happens.
5: So the police arrive on the scene. And then they arrested one of them. I
0: accept your apology. I have friends
5: that not racist. I have friends who are Muslims. I'm sorry, I didn't even do anything, dude. <laughs> uh, so, did she get canceled or did she get consequences?
4: Uh, I mean, it's it, this is a, this is certainly an issue of consequence, and it's it's a good thing that everybody that that was there was seemed to be on on the same page. You always like it when it where it's a situation where that type of person is outnumbered and not the other way around. I think back to like whitefish Montana, where you had a bunch of dudes yelling in like little girls faces who were holding up signs on the street corner and stuff like that. And so, you know, I, it was good to see that everyone was just kind of all on the same page that this woman's behavior as far as like not respecting the, you know, the store's wishes and the store employees wishes that, that, that she wear a mask. And as far as her being extremely hateful and, and, and ugly um, to a fellow human being, it was just good. To, it was And even the police officer's weird attempt at trying to like throw it back in her face, which I would not have said what he said, but I still kind of chuckled a little bit on the, why don't you go back to Ukraine? Well, thing, he, but because, uh because she I, told I wish them to
5: go back to where they came from, and she's like, and "He's like, well, why don't you go back to Ukraine?" Then, I mean, like it, it was just—I think he yeah. was trying to get it over to her, like, "Yo, like, they belong here, like you belong here, like, chill, chill, lady."
4: Yeah. Did you see her right hand the whole video? No. Did you happen to see? Okay, so she was, she was wound up, she was shaking she was she was getting absolutely pummeled by her own adrenaline for the majority of of this video and um so th- to me that tells me that um she was genuinely like frightened that that this wasn't just ugliness but that deep down she she for sure believes Uh, A lot of the stuff that she she was saying, like that, that whatever media she's consuming, whatever people she's been around, put her in a state of like, do you see that shaking?
5: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That she she is in a state right now of pure
4: adrenaline. Yeah, she's horrified. She's she's she is terrified in this video. And I just want to know, like what, and I, I think I'm, I know the answer, but what type of stuff is she consuming that gets her to the point where she's oh, having you know a human interaction with, with, a, I know, I know, but, it, but you, you see what it does to people, right? Like she was genuinely afraid of a fellow shopper, just another human being on this earth. Uh, and that is, that, that was fear. That was straight, fear talking and what, yep. what's that whole Star Wars line fear leads to hate hate leads to suffering well now she's suffering in handcuffs
5: Yep. she got consequences and she got the consequences she deserved and then she had the nerve to try to dox them on the phone uh, oh oh they're they're attacking me they call me to see you see you next Tuesday they they, uh, they they're 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 attacking me they're caught they're threatening me like you damn lie you were trying to get the police called on them to come attack them like you like she got the consequences that you
4: she's trying trying to get them hurt and it's always nice to it's always nice to see them show up and have have you confronted with the reality that like you thought the police would be on your side you think that this is how other people think but no it's just you and your tv set that's it you think that's the majority of people but it's just you and your TV set, and everybody else that's staring at that glowing box telling them who to hate and who to be afraid of. (coughs) Tucker.
5: (laughs) Exactly, dude. So here is the, and now it is time for the best of social media. We got some, we got a couple funny things today. First thing is, so there is a movie being made about the 2012 Saint season with the bounty gate, right? And there's Sean Payton, who's the coach of the Saints. Guess who he's getting played by? This man. He's being what's what, what's what's his name? Kevin. Um. Oh Lord. Yes, Kevin Kevin James, aka Par Paul Blart Mall Cop, like being paid by played by. Playing Sean Payton. Dude, if I were Sean Payton, I would be hella offended
4: by this. I already saw Cam Jordan was laughing about it on Twitter. That dude. That made me happy. Yeah, man, Kevin James is cool. as Idris Elba is I would love in to my... be played by No go
5: on. You 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 would love to be played I, by who? No, I
4: would take Kevin James. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to they should reboot King of Queens and you and I can be the uh the the two delivery drivers, the Kevin James role and his friend.
5: Dude, if Do you ever watch that show, no, never. If they don't let me, if, if you're missing me, out, you
4: are missing out.
5: Okay, I'll I will check out an episode and then see. Dude, if I were to die tragically, and there was a movie made about my 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 life, if it's not Michael B. Jordan or Idris Elba playing me, uh, I'm I'm not I'm not in. Or 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 Will Smith you just got a black, you just got a blackface him <laughs> or, or, or I'll, I'll take Jamie Foxx. I'll take, um,
4: you know, okay. Well, you're treating Kevin James. Like he's the white equivalent of phase on love or something. And that's
5: <laughs> dude. If they chose phase on love, bro, no. I'm, I'm coming up from the grave. Not that there's any, I, I like phase. on love he's funny. Uh, he was hilarious in three strikes, but like, come on, man, you can't give me phase. on phase on love. no, Mm-mm. nope
4: now I feel like I feel like uh Kevin James has more movie street cred than people want to give him. he 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 helped make hitch work hitch is an all-time great movie right he yeah, uh he delivered probably the funniest he delivered probably the funniest line in grown-ups. you remember that uh yeah h- h- how old is he uh 48 months yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, four years so, I laugh at that one. Yeah, exactly. I laugh at that line to this day. I know. I I, I thought that like he got in great shape for uh, for here comes the boom. I'm sure he'll find some way to make it work. I bet there's a bunch of people that will see this that that probably wouldn't have cared otherwise. And and it makes for kind of a fun talking point. Who who would be better to play Sean Payton? Would you want Billy Bob? Billy Bob would be a great choice. But actually, I would... I, Billy Bob's I would, already played that football head coach.
5: I would say if Kevin James can get himself into proper shape, it'd pro- probably be a decent equivalent. Because they at least look similar. Okay. Um, <laughs> the next thing up, Ralph found this, is lady goes on a date with a farmer, and he sends her this. Twelve kilograms. So what's what's that like? Twenty six pounds.
4: Twenty six pounds of cheese. Twenty six point four pounds. Uh, yeah, it, is that a good gift?
5: I mean, I I mean, I, if if you if you own a a damn Italian sub shop, maybe. But who the, <laughs> Who the hell's gonna get, dude? How much does somebody like you to send you twelve pounds of cheese? Or, or are they trying to kill you
4: 26. uh just trying to lock it down trying to say like hey there's more where that came from <laughs> yeah bro i looked up 26 pound cheese wheel like just your standard cheddar is like 60 bucks or whatever okay. but if it's if it's like parmesan oregano if it's like decent stuff that's a three thousand dollar wheel of cheese bro <laughs> but it's is it is it practical? It would be like if he if he was like a huge fast and the Furious fan and he gave her a set of rims or something <laughs> like Yeah, okay, they're worth a lot to somebody, but what's the practicality of going on a first date and getting a set of rims? Dude, dude. So dude that's I, I like know, getting I, a set of rims fit say. on your car. Yes. I okay, I'm I'm rooting for him. I think that uh I think it was a heck of a gesture. 26 pounds of cheese. Um, yeah, I think I think he's doing his best, and, and I appreciate the effort. Man, um,
5: you guys, um, am I Reister or am I wrong? I'm probably Reister. We're probably Reister, but if not, absolutely leave a comment. Shoot us a text, 818-293-7547, or an email. I'm Matt at UnafraidShow.com. We will catch you guys on Wednesday.
2: Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.
0: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere